Welcome to Illumination by Modern Campus. Through this series, we'll be speaking to college and university leaders about the trends, ideas, and opportunities that are shaping the future of higher education and picking their brains for best practices and advice that leaders can apply to their own institutions. On today's episode, the Evolution's Editor-in-Chief, Ahmed Alawalia, speaks with Angela Kersenbrock, who is President at the Community College Baccalaureate Association. We talked to Angela about the value of baccalaureate degrees in the community college and how to establish pathways for the modern learner. Let's get into it. Angela, thank you so much for joining us on the Illumination podcast. Well, thank you um, for having me here. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, any opportunity to talk about this great innovation, community college baccalaureate degrees, um, we're always up for. So. Absolutely. And I mean, let's let's dive right into it, because a fair amount of the mission, the vision of your organization is is really focused around this idea of creating access to baccalaureate degrees from the community college. To start off, why baccalaureate degrees? What's the connection that you and your team see between baccalaureate degree access and socioeconomic mobility? Well, you know, the nice thing is it's not just the connection that our team sees. I mean, all the research has uh, bear this out that there's a strong connection between baccalaureate attainment and socioeconomic status, and it really is the true pathway into the middle class. And we like to say it's the pathway into the American dream. And so um, you probably know the latest uh, Pell Institute report that came out talked about just 11% of the lowest socioeconomic uh, group go on to get a baccalaureate degree. And so um, because of that, you know, they're really prevented from participating in this this great American experiment that we have going on here. And so we've got whole groups of people that have been excluded, uh, you know, because they can't get to that baccalaureate degree. So I think that that is the tie in. You know, we talk about uh, people with a bachelor's degree live in a better zip code. Uh, which means you have better schools, which means you have sidewalks, which means you have better health, which means you have better healthcare facilities, you know, on and on and on. So that baccalaureate attainment is really a family. It's a pathway for the family to get into the middle class, not just that person. It is amazing when you take a step back. I mean, I often think about, and we passionately believe that higher education institutions need to think of themselves as businesses. They need to, to recognize sort of the realities of market demand and of, of responsiveness and, and these various pieces. But the critical difference between a business and a post-secondary institution is that bigger picture. I mean, if, you know, when we think about, say, a tennis ball company selling fewer tennis balls, like that's unfortunate for the bottom line. But if a college or a university fails to fulfilling its mission, that has a lasting impact on, on individuals, on their families, on the communities they live in. That bigger picture is, is really fundamental to understanding that greater community role, that societal role that a post-secondary institution should play. I'll say I'm a self-proclaimed community college bigot um, because community colleges really do a great job in fulfilling the role that they play in our society. You know, so many people wouldn't have the opportunity for any education at all if, if it's not for community colleges. So I think that they do a great job, but I think that there is also a bigger role that they can play. So I think that the baccalaureate degree is a natural extension of the community college mission, which is, you know, help to propel the people in your community to this next level, you know, and not to the exclusion of universities. I love universities and you know, they play a really important role in our society, 
but not everybody is going to go to a university. Absolutely. And, and I mean, the community college as well, it's, it's in the community, it's in folks' neighborhood, it's designed specifically with the supports and services. We're going to get to that. I want to pivot us a little bit, because the last time we spoke, you used a, a turn of phrase that's been stuck in my head for, well, seven days now, the idea of the equity imperative. Uh, and I think it it resonates with this idea that we're talking about now around sort of the socioeconomic mobility that's provided through bachelor's degree completion. So what is the equity imperative and how does making bachelor degree offerings accessible through community colleges help to support that movement? Okay, so first, what is the equity imperative? I think, you know, there's many pathways to this bachelor degree. You know, we believe in our world that the bachelor degree is the pathway to the middle class. We also believe that, you know, as we talked about, that there's whole groups of people who don't have that pathway available to them for whatever reason. You know, um, they live in a city where there isn't a a community college close by or um, they don't have the opportunity to go into a university for whatever reason. They don't see themselves at a university. Um, You know, they're 32 years old. They're working full time. They've got some kids. The university is just not ideal for them. If the community college then can offer that bachelor's degree in workforce-related fields where there's high demand um, and high return on investment for those students, then we think that that is something that helps move us towards more equity and social justice. I think that folks try to pit university against the community college in this in this discussion in particular. That is not really what we believe at all. So the universities have a tremendous role. It's just that it's not for all students. And for that subset of student who is not going to the university, we've got to give them the opportunity, not just for them and their family, not just for equity, but really for this country and our communities. You know, look at our labor shortage. We need all hands on deck. I'm a business from purely selfish point of view. I'm thinking we've got to give everybody the opportunity so that they can participate fully in our workforce, in our society, um, you know, in this great democracy that we have. So that's what we're talking about when we say that it's an equity imperative, because there are groups that are excluded from this opportunity, and we need to fix that. This is one pathway. You know, there's multiple. This is a constellation of strategies, you know, Um, but this is one important strategy that um, has a lot of merit. We're proving that it's, it's effective. So, you know, why not move this around? For sure. And what's interesting there and what, something that really it, it sticks out to me is, is, you know, as we shift into this new labor market, it's, it's, you know, a knowledge-based labor market. We understand the impact of automation. You know, I think it was McKinsey said something like 50% of paid work activities today could be automated by technology that currently exists or is in development. And it makes that, that human specific work so important as we sort of shift into this next phase for our labor market and our economy, it's really important that people not only have access to sort of technical training for upskilling and reskilling, but also have that foundational base of learning how to learn and and being in an environment with those foundational competencies so that they can participate in, in an advanced labor market. To your point, it drives the equity imperative home for me. And, you know, it's not just in, so some folks say, well, if you, your bachelor's degrees are so workforce focused, you know, the skills that they learn are going to be obsolete in five years. Okay, well, you know, that may be true, but you're, you're right. You hit upon the foundational idea that what you're learning, what students are learning is critical thinking, how to find information, how to learn, you know, this whole idea of being a lifelong learner, 
how to connect with people, how to network with people, all of these things, you know, really analyzing the data and the information that's out there does. It gives you a foundation so that now you can pick up more content, more skills, more competencies on AI or, um, you know, hybrid vehicles or electric vehicles or, you know, the latest in healthcare and, you know, so many fields. Absolutely. So what are the most common obstacles to making baccalaureate degree programs available at community colleges? Well, um, you know, I think it's a radical idea for some. And I think that there's misconception. I think there's a lot of myths out there. And, you know, that kind of hold hold back. Mm. But I think is when the data continues to come out and we, we continue to see um, the positive outcomes of these bachelor degrees, I think that those kind of, you know, tamper down some of these myths. So some of these myths might be, well, if we have this bachelor's degree in the, in the community, now the enrollments in the university are going to drop. Well, Washington and Florida have both proven that that is not accurate, that the bachelor's degrees at the university continue to grow. Um, so I think that's a myth. There's another myth that says that these are, with, we're creating a terminal degrees you know, so it's a bachelor's now that doesn't go anywhere. Well, that's not true. You know, 29% in Florida, 20% in Washington are going on to universities. Texas has a high rate of people going on for a master's degree as well. So, you know, those pathways, I think that that's a myth that is just not, just not accurate. Another is, is that the community colleges don't have the bandwidth, don't have the faculty, and that these degrees won't be as rigorous. You know, I always want to laugh at that because the, the data doesn't prove that. So, you know, if we took a look at NCLEX results, they're just as high for the community colleges as they are for the universities. You know, respiratory therapy, just as high. They get jobs at the same rate. They're getting paid at the same rate. And industries are really helping community colleges. Community colleges, I think one of their superpowers is that they're so close to industry. You know, when I was at Seminole State College, I probably had 25 industry advisory boards that talked with us, you know, every couple of months on what should be in those degrees. And so we stay very close. And the, the whole mission of a community college is to be responsive to those needs. And so we don't have the attitude of we know everything best and not you. We really have the attitude of we're here to help serve you and help you and help the students get jobs that, you know, really create family sustaining wages. So I think, you know, a lot of the myths are not, just not accurate, or that community colleges will lose their mission. I think community colleges' mission, it's to be responsive. It's to be responsive to the community needs and the industries, and, and those needs of everybody have, have changed. We evolve. We evolve to where the industries, if you look at automotive programs, you would think you were in an IT course, mm-hmm. because there, you know, there's so many diagnostic computers and processes and automobiles anymore that the students are practically come out of these programs really understanding um, software and hardware and all those things. So this is just another evolution. And I mean, employers build incredibly tight relationships with community colleges, especially in areas where they have factory models. I mean, you have Volkswagen and in, uh, what are they, in Arkansas or Alabama? Um, They have a plant there and, and a very, very close relationship with the local community college to ensure that, you know, folks are getting trained on the exact machinery that they'd see in the Volkswagen factory. It's, it's a common model. Now, what we see at more and more community colleges are 
advances towards models that drive bachelor degree access. So whether that's, you know, two plus two programs and established transfer pathways, whether that's partnerships with universities where they will offer a full four-year degree from that university on the campus of the college, why is it better for community colleges to own the development and delivery of baccalaureate degrees rather than relying on, I guess, the somewhat piecemeal transfer system, but these, you know, additional mechanisms that support bachelor degree completion through the college. So, you know, from my perspective, I don't know if it's better. It's in addition to. So I think, you know, Florida, um, Washington, Texas, they have great models of the new thought of a comprehensive community college is not just the technical and uh, adult ed, but also university pathways um, Mm -hmm. to the local universities, two plus twos around the state, three plus ones, working with Western governors and, you know, colleges like Southern New Hampshire. I think you need all of those pathways because one size doesn't fit all. And there is that student who is not going to the university. You know, I've spoken, I just, you know, had the opportunity to talk to so many students and they say things like, you know, I drove over to the university and then I turned around and came back. You know, we're asking typically the the student who has the least amount of resources, the least amount of bandwidth to do things that we're not asking the students who are in the highest socioeconomic group to do. So we're asking that student, okay, go to two institutions, do two financial aid systems, learn two learning management systems, um, learn two student support processes, do all these things twice, whereas you know, the 18-year-old who comes out and, you know, their parents are wealthy and the parents both went to college, they go on to a four-year college. Well, they only have to do that once. And they have all that support at home. But we ask the student who, you know, is more high risk, you do it twice. You may not have the support at home and it's going to be harder for you. And you probably have more obstacles in your way, right? Mm -hmm. So this is just another pathway of We just need more pathways. The issue isn't let's restrict access, it's broaden access. And put the support, you know, put those wraparound support services around that. I think universities do a really good job with transfer. Some states much better than others. You know, Florida is, I think, a model for their AS and particularly AA transfer, but there's still room. There's, you know, there's a lot of room. The idea is increase baccalaureate attainment, not this is mine, you know, you stay in your lane, I'll stay in my lane. Absolutely, absolutely an advocate for more, better, more, better, more, better. Um, So for community college leaders that might be interested in finding mechanisms to offer baccalaureate degree programs at their institution, what are some of the first steps that they can take to be able to bring this model to, to their college? So I think, you know, the first step is, what are the university partners doing? Are the university partners meeting all their needs? Are there some needs that are still on the table not met? What do their industry partners need that are not being met? So to take a look at those things. And if there's a need, when there's a need, then you start that process. And the process, if your state is allowing it, then that's a much easier road. If your state at at this point is not allowing it, Arkansas, Illinois, then this takes a village. This takes data to show unmet labor need. This takes industry to say, we need this. This takes, it takes university partnerships also to help make this happen. So all of those things to move to a position of the states are now allowing you to do that. And so once that's there, then 
you know, look at your accreditation. How do you move to that level? You know, make sure you have all the services. You know, a lot of times you'll see that it's the bachelor's in nursing or a bachelor's in a, a, a business or marine technology that's adding the bachelor's degree. This isn't a department issue at the college. You know, this is a college-wide initiative that a college needs to get ready for, you know, and it's going to take, I think, several years to get ready. You want to make sure your accreditation is beautiful, that you have no issues. You want to make sure you've got the library resources. You want to make sure you have the faculty with, you know, the doctorates in field. You want to make sure you've got people in the pipeline to do that. Make sure your student services are ready. You know, all of those things. So it's adding to the community college. And what you don't want to do is take away from college prep, take away from adult ed, take, you know, so there's a financial piece to this as well. You know, how do you do this and still be financially solvent? And I think, you know, part of the answer to that is, you know, states, if you if you realize that this is important for economic development, which it is, then states have got to step up. But also industries need to step up. When an industry wants a degree, part of their responsibility is to help support that degree, support the college in moving forward. And also, I want to put a plug in for our conference. Please, yes, please do. Yeah, so we've embarked on this incredible research over this past year. Colleges ask us all the time, well, how many states? The answer to that is 24. How many colleges are doing this? Well, the answer to that is about 145. How many programs are out there? Well, close to you know, 550 programs. And so if you're a state or you're a college that's looking to start a degree in you know, IT, cybersecurity, wouldn't it be fantastic so that you can look on our website Community College Baccalaureate Association and find that program and find the contact and call them and have a conversation with them about what does your program look like? How do you do this? How do you do that? So what we're trying to do is give colleges the information so they can make this easier. And uh, we're going to be premiering all of this data at our next conference, as well as uh, promising practices. There are schools doing some incredibly effective strategies that we want to get out to everyone. So come to our conference, February 16th to 18th, beautiful Tucson, Arizona in February. Can you ask for anything better than that? And do you want to share the website that uh, folks can visit? Yeah, it's uh, www.accbd.org. And with that, I actually just want to take a moment as well to, I guess, plug the thing that folks are currently listening to. You know, we launched this podcast in June with the desire to, to provide a new pathway to interesting ideas. You know, we've had our the publication running for the better part of a decade. We found it to be a, an effective way to get people to think differently, but not everyone learns the same way. So we launched this podcast just to provide that alternate pathway. And, you know, we're, we're so grateful to, to our listeners, to folks who've been so passionate and supportive. We were actually just listed on uh, Feedspot's Best 50 Higher Education Podcasts list. We came in at number 16 which again, for, yeah, we couldn't be happier. We're so appreciative uh, to the folks at Feedspot for including us there. We're so appreciative to, to our listeners for nominating us uh, to appear on that list. We're joined by our friends there at the EdUp Experience. Michael Horn's podcast, The Future You podcast is also featured. Our friends at Enrollment Growth University. So check out that list. There are some phenomenal podcasts there. And uh, again, thank you, Angela. Thank you to our listeners for, for getting us to this point. We really do appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Modern Campus in partnership with The Evolution. 
Modern Campus empowers higher ed institutions to thrive when radical change is required to deal with lower student enrollments and revenue, rising costs, crushing student debt, and even school closures. Powered by the industry's only student-first modern learner engagement platform, presidents and provosts can work with Modern Campus to create pathways for lifelong learners while marketing and IT can deliver Amazon-like personalization and instant fulfillment. To find out more on how you can transform your institution to meet the needs of today's modern learner, visit moderncampus.com. That's moderncampus.com.